With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the Travel Bet Podcast for Saturday the 31st of October 2020. I'm your host John Walker and with me as always is Andy Vaughn. Hello. And Gordo. Hello. A Halloween episode with really no Halloween, right? Like you don't have to turn your lights off, pretend there's no kids in, you just ignore people. Spectacular. <laughs> I watched the, the South Park Halloween episode, well... Not God, I said that like it was only one. But remember the one where Randy buys Blockbuster? It's like a shining spoof. No. And it's like, it's Halloween. Why are people not buying DVDs? Why, why are people not coming to rent their Halloween DVDs? And it's just the phone constantly going to ask for Sharon to ask uh, for a Netflix login or an Amazon Prime login. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll just get cracking straight on you last week because we, I mean, I, another pretty decent week again. Um, Banker Treble came in. My banker, by the way, this team, Fulham are fucking awful. I'll keep. I'll keep. Oh, they bad. Oh, oh they're, they're so bad. So so bad. Um, if only, if only at the beginning of the season, this podcast had tipped them to get relegated, then you might have like quite a lot of money coming your way and record lowest points. Yeah. I've still got yeah. that bet. I've got that bet at twenty to one that they will not hit twenty points. You could only put a for, for, on for people. For, for people that maybe aren't regular users, we absolutely said that at the beginning of yeah. the season. John specifically pointed this out. <laughs> I mean, right, so my bet was Fulham versus Crystal Palace, and it was just a goal in the second half because I really thought Crystal Palace were going to tear them a new one the way Crystal Palace play. Very defensive, on the counter-attack, Fulham insisting having all the ball without doing anything with it. They went 2-0 up. They conceded late on Crystal Palace, but there was, there was two goals in the second half, which has actually been the Fulham average. So yep. it's something to maybe look out for when the games are appropriate. Um, probably every game until they sort out the defence, which will be January. But Crystal Palace got a goal, then Fulham got a consolation in the second half. So a very comfortable bet. It went to three. So I'm actually managing to pick decent odds of these goals in the second half now. None of this one to six, one six. to seven, one this to eight. one to nine. <laughs> but I'm happy with it. It came in. Uh, my banker was three to five. So, so, so quite big odds for a banker. Nagoya against Fagalta Sendai. Nagoya won this game 1-0, so banker in. Um, although 1-0 doesn't tell the story of the game. Nagoya had 62% possession, 16 shots, 8 on target. Sendai had one shot off target all game. That was it. That, that, that's all they, they're so bad. That's all they can muster as an attacking force is one shot that's not even on target in a whole 90 minutes. You're not going to win many football games doing that. Not at all. And I uh, completed the banker treble with Bodo slash Glimt uh, beating Meondalen on, um, I believe that was on Sunday, actually, to, to round it off. That was two to nine. Uh, yeah, comfortable for them. So Yeah, it was really, really, really comfortable, man. That was that was, that was as good as the bankers are going to get, I think, because um, that was really good odds. Like, yours what God, just over one to four. Mine's yeah. one to three, and Andy, yours was better than one to two. So, that, I mean, that's like a really good um, banker treble for us. Yeah, perfect. Um, value, I was in Serie A. I was betting against Aaron Hickey's Bologna. 
Um, Lazio beat Bologna 2-1. I had Lazio the home side. This was just based on Lazio pumping Dortmund and Bologna conceding loads of goals and that, that's the way it went. The game was a pretty comfortable 2-1 victory. Um, yeah, I was really happy with that. 70-10, so it wasn't the best odds in the world, but it was value. It, it was the, it actually it fell into that bracket, so I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Like a value for me. Um, my value failed this week. Um, New Zealand away at Horsens in a game where New Zealand had 21 shots to Horsens, 8 64% possession, so basically two-thirds of the possessions, and just, just couldn't do it. It looked like they were going to lose the game for a long period of time, actually, um, until the right at the end, uh, North Zealand got an equaliser, maybe 88th minute or something like that, uh, from a corner, and then ended up drawing. In a game that there was eight-minute stoppage time, so you know there was a good 10 minutes where they pressed for that winner, and they, they just couldn't do it. Um, because this was the last game, and I, I had uh, the... Banker value all six bets as a sixfold. I was able to back Norgeland plus one in play when they went to gold down, so it wasn't an absolute disaster. And as Andy has spoiled that my value was in there, we're revealing <laughs> that his was the thing in here. Uh, I, I had uh, as v- uh, sorry. Avispa Fukuoka at home to Chiba, who won 1 0. And as that game kicked off at 5 a.m., I woke up to two notifications from Flashcore, which were 1 0. 10 minutes in and then the game ending to see out a 1-0 after <laughs> scoring after 10 minutes it's great so they they are not playing this weekend otherwise they would feature in my picks but uh, yeah almost even money for that you were getting 6-7 to seven. and it, I think it was uh, Gareth Walker on the Facebook group that pointed out God or that you and I both agreed that that would be 1-0 <laughs> 1-0 yeah I mean neither, I did, neither of us remembered to back it no but, but, t- ten, but to be fair I wouldn't have backed it. If you asked me when they'd have scored, it wouldn't have been 10 minutes and one in one nil. Um, so, yeah, but good. That was uh, five out of six banker value. Wait, I remember I remember years ago, see what you're talking about, about early goals. I remember years ago, um, before I had a season ticket at Ibrox, my brother bought me tickets. I think it was for my birthday. He bought me tickets for a Rangers game. It goes sitting in the Brimlin. And uh, it was Rangers v Hearts in 1996 or 1995 or something. He was taking me with him. And we arrived in, like we were 40 seconds late. And Charlie Miller had already scored. And I honestly can say with conviction, there was not another shot on goal. (laughs) (laughs) It was one of my first games of football. And as like what a nine, ten year old, you only really remember you're only really there for goals and opportunities and excitement. And Charlie Miller scored after I'm sure it was after like 32 seconds, and fucking nothing happened. We used to always joke that that was the curse of Walter Smith. See if you get an early goal, it was fucking rotten. See if you see if you're the team that's favourite though, like Avispa were and like Rangers would have been back then. It's okay scoring early. The curse is because I've been at games where you know Dundee United Celtic or something where we've scored in the first five minutes and all our fans look around us and go, "Yeah, we've we, we've scored far too early here. We're going to four one now." Because we don't know what to do. We don't know what a we've angered them and b we're not good enough to sit and defend that lead for eighty five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my outside, my outside was really unlucky. It was the Scottish Championship, Inverness versus Air. I took Air the away side at eleven to four, so almost three to one. Um, Air were winning one 0 up until the eighty seventh minute, and then Inverness equalised. So um, really, really, I was gutted on that because I wasn't even monitoring it at all. I just knew I just had them on my coupon. If I think I think most of my coupon was in on Saturday until that, but I checked it too late. And. Oh, yeah, Andy's outsider, sorry. 
was yeah, my outsider was to- Tokyo against uh, Yokohama in a game that the first half was actually in Tokyo's favour, and I was quite confident about it at halftime. Tokyo lost the second half four nil and got a man sent off during that. Uh, they conceded two quick goals, sending off, and then a couple of late ones in stoppage time. So four nil doesn't really tell the story of the game, although they definitely because uh, they had more shots, they had more shots on target, but they going down to ten men really killed them. Um, so yeah. No joy in the outsider. Uh, and same for me on the outsider. Uh, I had Orgreit versus Osters. I had Osters away from home. Orgreit went up 3-0 in the first half. Um, that, that game was, was deed. Uh, was this, was the, yeah, was this the outsider that was like 75? Yeah, it was the shortest price oh. one that we'd taken. And they, got, well. and they got a hammering. They got a doing. Mm-hmm. In the first game that, the first game that Orgreit have won in five matches, they just decided to take a home and absolutely romp the guys at the top of the form table. Um, but yeah, That's mad. so it, it, it was an outsider for a reason, closer to value, but <laughs> performed very much like they were eight to one. <laughs> so Now, the chariot was an absolute shambles from the minute the bet went on. I had placed the treble, and within five minutes of placing the treble, the Bruges game got called off due to players with COVID and fans and just the whole area and Bruges just been so Bruges has just been set back um, league games have been cancelled left right and centre so we'd already reduced the value that become a void bet and then add to that God that your bet was like 1-4 to even though they ran out comfortable 3-1 winners uh, well I, I mean 1-4 to if you got on them at the wrong time you know yeah. you take them a goal down <laughs> so once they got a goal yeah, down once they go a goal down, you get them at eight to eleven. But um, as the proprietor of a, a winning charity bet, it should not matter the odds. It's uh, well, I know it does matter the odds now, but it should not matter. Sure, not matter the odds about the uh, nice charity winner from what? Yeah, my charity, uh, my charity failed. Mainz versus Munchen Gladbach. Basically, I spent all the time on last week's podcast talking about how there's always goals in the first half of Mainz games. Um, so I would, and I fancied Munchen Gladbach to win, so I'd take them to be leading at halftime. There were indeed lots of goals in the first half. However, Mainz went in at halftime 2-1 up. So the bet for Munchen Gladbach to be leading at halftime didn't come in. Although Munchen Gladbach then went on and won the game 3-2. So oh, called it all just, just about right, except the thing I actually put money on. <laughs> just missed out on it. Um, Everyone knows that we always do midweek episodes now. So if you're a, if you're part of the Trample Bet Club, £5 a month, we do midweek episodes, we do UFC episodes. So we've done both since we've last recorded. Our UFC episode was pretty phenomenal. Um, myself, James and Gal. Um, James' James uh, first bet came up at 47. Really, uh, sorry, his value bet came up at even money. It was uh, one of the early prelims. So if you were on that, you were starting your night off well. Um, Gal and I, I know you guys don't massively watch it all the time. God, you're into it. Mm. Uh, Harris Volkov fight like that was never going the distance that fight was always stopped before the end you were getting like 8 to 11 for that to be finished before 15 minutes like like that was always going to happen there was always going to be a knockout in that fight which there was well wasn't it a knockout sorry the guy got a fucking lung punctured through his rib which is like as good as a knockout right yeah well it certainly knocked some of you out of his lungs and I had taken in, in the final fight Habib versus Gaethje I had taken the submission at 2 to 1 I think I tried to go even more unique on that and try to claim a type of submission, but submission nonetheless at 21. There was some good odds in there. I know it's a five round for asking for people, but hopefully it's an enjoyable content and also you're getting some money back on what we're betting. I know Gareth and Ollie and all that are all very kind of big proponents of when we get something right, which yeah. going over to a midweek episode was definitely the case because there's some brilliant ones. Like I was raging God though. I meant to text you asking what who the home run name was because I was looking at the bet. Uh-huh. Because I was just going to build uh, Dodgers win and the home run. Yeah, 
And you would you would have got decent odds on that because I, it was a Dodgers win and a Tampa Bay player hitting the home run. And I think I was just like uh, and I was like, you know what? I've got a ten pound free bet. I'm going to text them because I knew it was three to one for the home run on its own. Yeah, I forgot. Ah, yeah. So a, a Rosarena who I called out um, for the in the in the the World Series game uh, hit his home run five pitches into the game. <laughs> so he, was, he was the he was the second batter up. The first batter was gone in three pitches. He took one pitch. His second pitch knocked it out of the park for the only run that Tampa Bay scored in the whole game. Soldiers went on to win. A wee three to one number. Incredible bit. A wee three to one number, and also lots of money coming back into accounts for the season long bet on the Dodgers in the World Series. Uh, So yeah, it all worked. It all worked out really well, baseball wise, this season. I I don't think we could. I was saying, Gordon, I don't think you could get it that right again. (laughs) Very very difficult to do so. But we'll try. <laughs> oh, yeah. And some of the other Belton picks. So, God, you'd called Espanyol to beat Ponferradina at home at 1-2. Andy, you'd picked Ajax at Atlanta. Now, if you bet on Bet365, although it was a 2-2 draw. Oh, paid out. You're Lovely. Right, paid out in the first half. Yeah, already out, already in. And big odds as well for Ajax. Um, you were getting close to 3-1, which was madness. Mine, mine, well, my one we even called out that it was going to be both teams to score no in the game because Espanyol had been winning to nil, um, which if you'd looked at before game, uh, before the game was even money for Espanyol to win and both teams not to score. So, decent. And Atletico did beat Salzburg. I'd call it out to be really easy, but it wasn't. A, a, very, a, very, late, a very late winner. But here it was 45. Uh, like, if you're not monitoring that game, it doesn't matter. I do not get why the odds were that way inclined, and I will never understand that because Salzburg are pish. Like Athletic Madrid should have won that game comfortably. Salzburg scored their only two chances, and the other one I took was my kind of banker odds, which is Wickham versus Watford. Goal in the second half, and it's going to repeat in my section that we go into now because Wickham are always getting goals conceded in the second half. So to get those midweek episodes, patreon.com or download the Patreon app. It's brilliant on um, on a smartphone, really well laid out, really easy to navigate and use. Uh, trampled Bet. So it's patreon.com forward slash Trampled Bet, Trampled Bet Club. Five and a Saturday the 31st, over to our picks. My banker is in the championship. It's Wickham versus Sheffield Wednesday. Second half goal in the game. Three to ten. Great odds again. Wickham are averaging two goals in the second half. Similar to Fulham. I called. I called them the Fulham of the. They are the Fulham of the championship just now. That is what they are. They are fucking dog shit. They actually got a decent draw against Watford, but the game should have been done. And Watford got their goal after like four minutes of the second half, and they should have went on and won it comfortably. Sheffield Wednesday just got pumped off Rotherham and went down to ten men. Um, last night but it's more Wickham the two goals in the second half Sheffield Wednesday up until last night were averaging exactly a goal a second half but they conceded all three in the first half yesterday so the game's pretty much dead but I really fancy this game 1-3 is really good odds for a goal in the second half my banker uh, again a rather ballsy over 1-2 to two. you'll get this at 6-11 to 11. it's Saturday 9am Japan Kawasaki Frontale versus Tokyo so Kawasaki have had um, a bit a bit of a rest um, they haven't played since October 18th um, but Tokyo have they've played three times and they are on the slide having lost them all 1-0 to Yokohama FC so that's the newly promoted team that really they should be beating 4-0 to Yokohama F Marinos and then a 3-1 loss at home 
yesterday, so Wednesday this this midweek, to Kashiba Rezol. Uh, Kawasaki's form, as we know, is impressive. If you want to look at the five-game form table, there are perfect 15 points from five games. If you want to look at the 10-game form table, there are perfect 30 points from 10 games. So 10 league wins in a row. I don't see really any chance of that stopping now or any reason to believe it will stop now. And 6-11 is a massive price for a home win. Well, he did lose to Tokyo a couple of weeks ago in the Emperor's Cup. Yeah, that doesn't are, matter. You could get a game from <laughs> the Emperor's Cup. We were talking, Andy was talking about that the other, um, at baseball at the start of the season, is that you see players out playing for these teams, you're like, wasn't sure that that man was on the books. Like, you'd, like no one has any, yeah. like, there's nothing about them in each game. So, well, I'm up, I'm up for that one, Andy. And then to complete the banker travel in there, um, speaking of the other half of Sheffield, I'm taking Sheffield United to lose to Manchester City on Saturday, midday. Um, Man City haven't been fantastic this season so far in the league. They've got eight points from, eight, um, from their six games. They scored eight. They've conceded eight uh, from their five games. Apologies. Um, Sheffield United have been pretty rank, to be honest. Uh, they've played against all the big teams and lost 2-1. And they've played against a lot of the big teams and losing 2-1 to them. They lost 2-1 to Liverpool. They lost 2-1 to Arsenal. Um, anytime they've even played against opposition that's near them in what you presume would be near them at the table... Aston Villa, they lost 1-0 to Sheffield um, to Leeds United. They lost 1-0 to Man City have had a rough start, as I've covered there. But the rough start has come against teams that are similar to this. And that's why you're getting a good price on Manchester City to beat a team they should be comfortably beating. Um, they did well midweek in the uh, in the Champions League. They beat Marseille 3-0 away from home. I think Man City will win this game. And at 1-3, I think that's a really big price for Manchester City to beat anyone. The only thing that concerns me with Man City is it, I would have said the front pairing until the other night. They seem to get it right with Sterling up top. I think it actually just it's been missing De Bruyne. Yeah, and, and he's, he's coming back in. Uh, he's coming into back back of fitness is now uh, more fitness as well. So um, yeah, that, that's who I'm taking Manchester City. Over to my value, I'm going to Serie A again, and I'm also betting against Bologna again. Bologna playing Cagliari. I'm taking the away team double chance at five to six, so just just slightly less of evens. Cagliari have won the last three games, so two in Serie A and one in the League Cup. Uh, Bologna have lost the last two Serie A games, but they did win midweek in the League Cup. I just think it's more a case of who Cagliari have played against. They've lost to Lazio, lost to Atalanta, but they've got draws off Roma and winning the last two games. I do think they're a better team. Bologna's season's been pretty poor, with the exception of the Parma four-one derby win. Everything else has been really, really restricted. And I just think Cagliari are good enough to get a draw in this game. I think they, they, I was almost taking them as my outsider um, at 3-1. But I think the, the double chance is pretty safe. I feel pretty comfortable. Bologna will concede. They won't keep a clean sheet. And that would be my main concern for them. As I don't know how many goals they can get against a pretty organised Cagliari side. Don't like this pick at all. Looked, oh, do you know? this, this is the only way. Look to, look to the other way. Look to Bologna. As a, as that maybe they'll get something from this game and start to get something from that because they they seem to be in the last few games had been they've been rank I'll agree but I think there's potential there and uh, yeah don't like this pick at all. So, <laughs> so but by something what you actually mean is you expect Bologna to win because I'm taking the double chance. Yeah, until you see see when you sent it across, I was like, see if he's just taking the straight up away win. I think it's I think it's probably I think you're probably right and you're going to end up as a draw. <laughs> um, but. You know, I would have taken one X as the head of two X, <laughs> but we might still end up with you know the X coming in and both of us being right. But um, yeah, I, I'm 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 so confident in this. I think 
I, I don't get why I'm getting the odds I am. Because I've hedged against you. <laughs> 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 it's on the exchange you put that on, eh? Um But yeah, I, I see what I know why you're doing it, but yeah. Okay, to take us miles and miles away from that, uh, back in Japan on Saturday at four in the morning um, for my value pick. Vigalta Sendai against Hiroshima. I'll take Hiroshima away from home at just under even money. They're five to six on bet 365 just now. We spoke about it already. Uh, Sendai are terrible and they're in serious trouble now. They're last in the table. They've only got 13 points from 24 matches Hiroshima, um, if you listen to the podcast, I've spoken about them several times before. They are totally mid-table. Like they are just consistent and 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 solid. Uh, they're 10th, 37 points from 24 games. They've taken nine points from their last five matches. Sendai have one point from their last five, scoring only twice, conceding 11 goals. Um, I can see Hiroshima winning this, maybe one or two nothing. Um, yeah, I mean, Sendai got one shot off target, as we said earlier, against Nagoya at the weekend. They're, they're just not a good team. And Hiroshima should pretty consistent win this game. Uh, I agree. Uh, Vigil, uh, so, so bad. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Um, so uh, my value pick this week is one that I visited last week. I'm actually, my value and charity this week contain both of the teams that I were betting on and betting against at this point. So I'm taking ODD at home to Sarpsburg. ODD last week went away and beat Alisson 3-0, who I'll be backing against in my charity bet. Can, can, can we talk about that game? Because that's one that we pointed out after all the picks on last week's podcast, but it wasn't an official pick. Yeah. They won that game 3-0. Uh, it's super comfortable. It was, they were 8-5 to five or something, weren't they? That was one of the best up, picks you've ever done, Gordon. That was it. They um, were up near even money, I think. I think they were, they were a bit less than 8-5, right. but they were, they, were, they were up near even money. But yeah, and, and this week you're getting them the same price again. But you're Brilliant. getting ODD who have actually been playing well at home. So they've won their last one, two, three, four, five, six games at home. A recent 2-0 win over Stabek, a, a 6-1 win over Mjöndalen, and a... They've, they've beaten really good. They've beaten teams in here that they should be beating at this point. So they're playing Sarpsburg away. Away Sarpsburg have only managed one win in their last five games away from home. Who was it against? Allison, the only team Allison, that anyone fucking yeah. needs to beat in that division. Um, so Sarpsburg are not great away from home. If you look at them, they're, they're, they haven't been fantastic. Lost two 0 to Hagesund. They drew 0 0 with Storm Grisset. They beat Allison. They lost to Christiansen. They lost to Rosenberg. Their defeats against teams who are actually up towards the top of this table have been four one and five one. So they're okay, really, against teams that are that are low down at the bottom. They can get occasional results but I think ODD are going to have far too much from them in this time and you're getting ODD at spicy Oz of even money on bet 365 yeah I think you're on the right right side of this yeah and I looked at this as a double chance for my banker so right. I'm pretty pretty confident this is good this is it they were really good last week and, and they, they, they did what they needed to do and beat a team who are rank. Now they're going to be playing another team where they're comfortable already at home. They're, they're winning games handsomely. So let's just see them do it again and get that even money shot in. I'm going to the English Premier League for the outsider. I'm going away double chance. Liverpool versus West Ham. It's I looked and looked and looked for a decent outsider and I just really like this. Um, the West Ham double chance just because the way West Ham have been playing West Ham looks so fucking on see if you take out the 15 minutes against Spurs at the start of the game West mm-hmm. Ham's season has been really fucking impressive yeah. they shouldn't have lost against Arsenal a, a last minute goal that was I mean, it was fucking 
borderline offside, one of those bizarre VR decisions, which we won't complain about because it's gone our way. Do one one with Man City. Granted, Man City weren't in full strength. We're 3-0 down against Spurs away from home and came back and drew three each. Liverpool, I take it Fabinho is going to be out because I know he went off injured last night. We are going to be playing uh, Matip. Probably not Matip. Matip's still not. It'll be it, it'll be Reese Williams. He'll be playing right. Uh, who's who's nineteen? Like it, we're getting to the point in our centre backs, John, where you know me and you are, are are who were pretty far off at the end of the season. Are you not Liverpool's twelfth choice centre back, and I'm their thirteenth? Yeah, like, we stand a chance here if they keep. I'm in, I'm in tier three lockdown, so I'm not. Ah, right, you, you can't get out. That's get fine. Uh, but no, we we, we are cobbling together a makeshift defence and again as I said a couple of weeks ago I'd love for these guys to come in and be really good and Reese Williams when we played against um, Mitchell and Diller night looked alright but we're playing against Mitchell and <laughs> we're not playing against an organised unit like West Ham who have been really good um, and another thing just to reference on your outsider here John um, we were speaking about this midweek that there was an interesting Twitter thread about what are your most interesting football conspiracy theories <laughs> the one that featured West Ham was West Ham have two full teams who look exactly like each other. However, at match day, it is a 50-50 chance, a coin flip on do you get the team of professionals or a team of plumber lookalikes who show up to play against teams that West Ham should be beating. And uh, yeah, that that I think is endemic of this pick here. I think West Ham could show up and give us a, a really good game, but then they could play like that 15 minutes against Tottenham at the start and be out of sight. Yeah, I just, I just think if I'm Mikel Antonio in the form he's been on, um, for 45 minutes he bullied Man City's defense. And Man City's defense. That boy Diaz is actually really, really fucking good. Like he's really impressed me since coming in. If he's up against a young kid, Tim Williams, I honestly think he could bully him. I think Antonio to score is a great pick as well. Antonio to score any time in this game is three to one. That's ridiculous. That's a better outsider, I yeah. would say. Then that's a X2. better outsider than the X two. Definitely. You know what? You know what? You know what, Gordo? Then I'm going to change my outsider. Then. Oh you know no, you can't. Oh no, 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 no. Just make, just make it a bonus pick, John. Just make yeah, it a, yeah, bo- a bonus. I had one last in. week. Yeah. Bonus pick then. Antonio is three to one to score any time in this game, but I'll stick to it then. Twenty-one to ten, just better than two to one. West Ham double chance away at Liverpool. The reason that I'm saying don't change it isn't because I, I don't think it's a better bet. It's because, man, see when you start changing things, you know the inevitable happens. Yeah. <laughs> he gets injured four minutes into the game in West Ham. Yeah. I, yeah, something horrible like that. So, uh, My outsider is Saturday at 5pm in Scotland. It's the Scottish Cup semi-final between Hearts and Hibs. So, so Andy, just to, uh, check and something, just to check something, that's the Scottish Cup. From 2019 being played in the 2020 Yes. Season. Yeah, cool, cool. Just check. That, that's correct. It's last year's Scottish Cup, um, obviously, Saturday, 5pm. Uh, so they're in different divisions. Hearts get, Hearts get relegated last year. So they've actually only played two league games this season, Hearts, whereas Hibs have played 12. Um, so the championship season, the league that Hearts are in, got underway a uh, fortnight ago. Hearts started well. The first game, they hammered Dundee 6-2, which was live on TV, and they looked pretty impressive doing so. Their next game didn't go quite as well. They barely scraped past our broth 1-0 away from home in a game that was also televised and was awful, awful viewing. Um, but I think they're going to be in for a pretty rude awakening as they have to play a decent Premier League team now. Uh, and not just a decent team, a team that are third in the, Pre- in the Scottish Premier League through 12 games. So they're only behind Rangers and Celtic. 
Um, and I think they've amassed 24 points through those 12 games. So yeah. a very impressive Premier League team going up against a team that got relegated last year is now in the Championship and has only played twice since, what, like April? Yeah, the fact you're getting both teams were seventeen to ten when I when I sent this in the in the group chat. Hips are coming in as people are starting to notice the pricing here, uh, but you can still get them at eight to five, which I think is is huge. Yeah, I I think Hibs will win the Scottish Cup. I think I think Hibs will win this regardless of who they play in the final. I honestly do, and I think I, I'm really annoyed at myself because I looked back at our season picks from last year, and I picked Hibs to win the League Cup, but I said I really fancy yeah, wrong cup. to win a cup. <laughs> Yeah, it's just the wrong fucking cup. But I think Jack Ross. I honestly think Jack Ross is excellent. I think that Hibs team's looking really fucking good. And yeah, they, they, so. they'll be able to be a championship team. Yeah, and Hearts look. And on a, Hearts are trying to get a team together. But now they're trying to get players because they made a lot of signings under Nielsen. And I think they're yep. trying to get a squad together and play the way Nielsen wants them to play. I just think Hibs are way too much for them. I think Hearts I mean, have got they a man sent off in this game. That's that's yeah. That's, they say that's pretty much the the bet I would go with. <laughs> They say anything can happen in a derby. Obviously, both these teams big rivals from Scotland's capital city, Edinburgh. But it's a derby where one team is head and shoulders above the rest. And historically, Hearts have a better record against Hibs than you know the Hearts traditionally win these. So Hibs will be looking to do them. Yeah, you know, they, I I don't think this will be cagey. I think Jack Ross will have these players motivated and be like, "Look, guys, you're much better than them. Let, let let's go and absolutely scud them." See the other thing on Hibs, like like I really don't think this sounds really patronising, right? But see if you're Hibs, Jack Ross, like everything I've seen of Jack Ross and heard of Jack Ross, training type of manager, everything's excellent. But see if you send five of their players away on Scotland international duty with McTominay, Robertson, Tierney, and they're all training in that camp, those players instantly get better when they come back. Yeah, like, that's an actual yep. thing that happens all the time. The players improve. You see it down in England as well when random players get co-ops. They become better players the, the quicker they go. I think Hibs are just so fucking far above it. It hurts now. I'm really, really yeah. surprised. Eight to five. I know. Yeah. I think even higher, mate. I think you could get minus one in this as well. God, I really like the red card market in this as well. Red card Aye. market. It's, it's only five to two. You're only just getting better than two to one, but I also like that as well. It's bec- the, the thing I like about the red card in it is I think we'll take an early lead, maybe even by two goals, and I think Hearts will get petulant fast. It becomes not about winning the game, it becomes about, I'm going to injure him, or I'm going to do it. It doesn't, you know, it might not be that, but you're going into a challenge thinking, we might not win this game, but, you know, we'll be getting something. I'm going to leave my mark, yeah, Yeah. I'm going to leave my mark on the game, yeah. Show them that we were here. And the other thing you know is that Hamden's pitch dimensions are 1,500 yards, so if you're 2-0 down, you're just chopping somebody down if you're under the roof of you. Fuck one like that pitch, man. I might go have a look at the game because you can see through the slice <laughs> at Hamden and I, I stay quite close to Hamden. Um, so I might, might be able to catch, like, depending on who's starting and what end, I might be able to catch some of the goals. Um, you know, or, or you could just watch it on TV because it'll be heavy. <laughs> or I could be there. I, I noticed a small dog in the background there. <laughs> just a small, a small dog. Yeah, a massive dog. Hey, buddy. Um, so the my outsider pick for this week is... So this one comes with a bit of a story behind it. And Munchen Gladbach and both Leipzig in the Bundesliga are playing five o'clock Saturday night. Both of them played midweek and had varying fortunes. Munchen Gladbach got an arguably a disappointing draw against Real Madrid after being up 2-0. Leipzig took an absolute kicking from 
Sports Personality of the Year, Marcus Rashford, last night. And mate, 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 sorry. Wait. Have you seen the odds of them? The odds, odds of him now, it's 1 to 5. Yeah. Andy, what do you think? Because I 1 to 5, because I mind I text you saying he's even money than now. Yeah. Yeah. One so I think I called now. out 5 five to 2 um, a few months back. He drifted out to 5 to 1. He's come back in. But but look at look at the books just now, because on 365, when I checked maybe three or four days ago, Lewis Hamilton had gone favourite. How? I don't know. Fuck all, honestly. The, the market's mental. It's absolute. It is. It's an absolutely mental market. Uh, but I'm pretty happy it, it, having taken um, Rashford at, at five to two. So yeah, let's hope that comes in. So Leipzig, um, Leipzig were torn apart by Rashford, who came on and scored a hat trick against them in the second half. Um, I think these are two teams that are going to be absolutely knackered <laughs> playing mid <laughs> midweek against uh, playing at the weekend against each other. And if you were either manager, you'd be saying, "Oh, we can get a draw out of this," or you can like you know a draw wouldn't be a bad result because we've played midweek. And I think that's what's going to happen. I think this will end up nil nil or one each. I think this is going to end up a draw, and you're getting the odds for a draw at being thirteen to five. And now I think that's a, that's a good price in there. I don't think either team are. You know, Leipzig have been very good in the league, but that last night was them showing up. And if you look at who they've played in the league um, thus far, they played against Augsburg, they drew against Leverkusen, they beat Nuremberg, they beat, Al- uh, they beat Augsburg again. Um, they, they've beaten teams that aren't fantastic. When they played against Class, a team like Leverkusen, they ended up with one each as a draw. They played Man United and got an absolute doing. Muji Gladbach are exactly the same. They drew with Wolfsburg, they drew with Union Berlin, they beat Dusseldorf. Teams should be beating Dusseldorf. And then they drew with uh, Real Madrid. I think this is going to end up a draw. 13-5. I, I like it and I like the score draw as well. Yeah. I think it's a really good bet. Andy, you're getting to add. Andy, you, you're a German football connoisseur. Are you happy I am. I just, I, I just hate picking draws. <laughs> <laughs> draws are great. Hate it. Sick Absolutely ball. hate it. Because it, your allegiance in the game needs to flip-flop. And also, like... Teams don't necessarily... Well, it's rare that you get two teams happy with a draw. Usually yeah. one will try and go on and win it, or it'll be a disappointing result for one. And I, I, I don't like generally backing teams to do something they don't need to do or don't want to do. Um, so, yeah, it's fine. If it's a good pick, it's a good pick. It's just you very rarely see me put a draw in. I just don't like doing it. Yeah. yeah. Um, charity bet £10 their own money on a treble when it comes in we transfer money if it doesn't we transfer over a tenner or the minimum we make sure we get every year is 380 quid a full set of fixtures my charity pick is in La Liga and I'm keeping on Atletico Madrid because it'll be the third time they've featured in the last week and a half on my picks and they haven't let me down yet so Osasuna versus Atletico Madrid I'm taking the away team at 3-4 to four, just under evens Osasuna have actually started the season okay um, but the thing I did notice is even in their victories, they've been giving up like 70% possession to teams in and around them that I don't think are particularly good. And I think that's kind of dangerous if you're dealing with an Atletico Madrid side who I think are getting better and better every game. They're still missing some players. Um, Correa's got to get back. Um, Correa. Carrasco's got to get back. And Diego Costa's got to get back. But they've still got Felix, Suarez, Koke. Still, still need with. I've still got good enough players, and I think it almost even money away from home. I think this is like a another dogged Atletico Madrid win. I think he's just instilled everything that he's managed. See, every year I've said this before, they seem to sell players, and I go right. Well, that's it. 
that that is it now. That like party's gone, that'll be it. But they just seem to rebuild all the time, yeah. and just it just seems to be like it's actually the same team. It's the same team. Yeah. All the football's always the same, and I think ah, it's all it, it's the system. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. I think, honestly, a, a scrappy win again by the odd goal for Athletic Madrid just under evens. Uh, my charity is Saturday 3pm, so standard football UK time in England. Uh, League One, Swindon versus Hull, and I'll take Hull City Tigers uh, to win away from home at odds of 6-5, to five, which I think is a very, very big price for a Hull win. Hull are currently second in the table through nine matches. They've got a pretty impressive 21 points. Uh, through those nine matches. Swindon have only played seven games, so two games less, but they're 22nd in a 2014 league with only six points so far. Their last five games have been four losses and one win, that win being a 4-2 win in, all the way back in game week three against the team that's bottom of the table now, Burton. So, I guess, rubbish, basically. Uh, since that game, they've lost five straight, so that's four league games and a cup tie against Exeter. So you've got like a team right at the top in form playing against the team right at the bottom that can't win a game unless it's against someone equally terrible and you're getting better than even money on the good team like it's a no-brainer for me Hull yeah. win and Hull, Hull the only the two games that Hull have dropped points in have been two defeats and it was Fleetwood and Peterborough who are two of the other best teams in the league so up the top yeah, every, 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 everything about this is perfect for pointing to Hull win like if you're analysing stuff for games like there's not a, there's not a blot on this copy sheet you know that you'd go oh that's questionable or you know that's a big red flag it, it, you know looking at it just numbers wise alone this should be a whole win all day yeah cool um i am taking us to norway for the final pick of the episode or the final the charity pick um this is the elite CRN. this is round 23 it is Hagesund versus allisund we covered how bad allisund are they're just straight up terrible they haven't won a game in ages like if you look at their their their, their last fat this is the results of their last five away games four nil five two one nil three two four nil they're rank yeah, they're just they're, miserably poor. Every time Haggis and have played them, the last the last three times the time the last three times these teams have been in the division together were 2017, 2016, and twenty fifteen. Ha- have scored one goal and lost all three games by a collective <laughs> by a collective margin of seven one. Uh, sorry, eight yeah. one. Uh, they're absolutely rank. Haggis and are pretty decent at home. The only teams they've dropped points against were ODD, who they drew 4-4 with, and we've covered ODD are a pretty good team. They beat Sarpsburg, who I'm backing ODD to beat this <laughs> this uh, this week. Um, they beat Valoranga. They lost to Strongest set. They beat Stavik. If you look at them in the table, Haggis are ninth. They've got 28 points. Allison are 16th with seven points. That's after yeah. 22 games. They're rank rotten, and I'm going to take them straight up for the win at 1-3 which is, again, quite poor odds for a charity. So I had also looked at minus one. Um, but with your other picks both being decent odds but and not better than evens. Better than evens. I think one to three is fine in here. Yeah. And shite I, bag! It, it may be a shite <laughs> bag, but I, 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 but I, I don't just want get to... Just get the win in. Yeah, get just get the win in. Point. There's a chance they drift out further. So I, I'm getting on it very soon as well, because I think as Saturday's coupons start to roll around... People are looking for you know one to three shots, one to two shots to to stack up. I think they'll feature yeah. heavily in a lot of people's coupons. So interestingly, if you'd swap the names of these teams to Vigaltas and Dai and Hiroshima, it would be essentially the same analysis <laughs> of this game. Although for some reason you're getting Hiroshima at five to six. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it sounds like the ex- the exact same setup uh, in Norway instead of Japan. So I, I like it. Um, the odds are are small, but you know we we need all three picks to come in to get a return. So why not? The I mean I've looked at the minus one minus one's even money so that indicates how much the bookies think they're going to get a bit of a kick in here. Um, yeah. If if you're even money to just lose by one, if they lose by over one, one to three is good odds for me. It could have been my banker this week, but I thought they they they'd fared well for me last week when I'd kept them out. So I'll break them in easily, and uh, I'll, I'll start <laughs> Allison moving towards my banker pick. So yeah, Haggison versus Allison. Haggison at home one to three. Good, good, good. Um, the the fantasy I've just realised that you two are playing each other in the fantasy PL. We week. are, we are playing each other in the fantasy draft league, a league of which I am now top of the table all by myself on fifteen points through six matches. So I've had five wins and one loss. I think my one loss was in game week one. Um, so I'm in a I'm in a wee bit of form. Um, closely followed though by Eddie Friel, um, Ben Grant, Andy Sweeney, and you, John, all on twelve points. So you've all had four wins. So it's, yeah, it's beat, tight I've, at the top. I've beat Gordo. I've beat Gordo, Andy. Everyone beats Gordo. <laughs> I, I'll that was the whole thing last year. Everybody beats Gordon. Did you Did you not lose to me last year, though? I did. Twice. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, uh, but I finished but, way above you in the league table. <laughs> see, that's it. I want to be one of history's spoilers, right? That's it. I'm all, only here to just ruin everyone else's day. Um, no, I, I took a loss last week to... Um, Ben Connolly and it was a I lost on bench points which is even more frustrating I didn't realize that people get subbed in and that's how little attention I paid to this league that I realized I was getting shafted well I'm now probably 40 weeks into playing fantasy football um but yeah so I I I lost by I think it was four or five points that came off the bench but looking to bounce back this week with some easy easy prey and some easy money as we've got a side bet on already we do indeed the top of the table side bet that should be the easiest money I make all year Uh, even even easier than picking Kawasaki yeah that's it right the front tail (laughs) in the overall salary cap Premier Fantasy League game for the trampled bets there's like a 35 of us um, listeners and, and hosts and producers alike I had a mega week um, at the bottom of the table, uh, 87 points. Uh, so I, I think I was the highest scorer out of all the league. So I'm, I've broken away from you two, and I'm up to 18th in the table, which is delightful for me. I don't even know how to check that leak. I don't know anything. Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> Kieran Gentry still leads the way. Uh, he is top of that league. It's a winner-take-all league, so there's been money put in from, from all the players and that. Uh, so if it ended today... Uh, Kieran Gentry would be winning it all. He's on 391 points, closely followed by Chris Jones on 387 and Jamie Hutchinson and Ian McEwen both on 380. So it's tight at the top still. And there's, all, there's all to play for, but uh, yeah, I do love, do love the fantasy Premier League. Okay, you guys have anything else for the week? Um, not really, no. I'd just say get involved in Facebook, guys. Uh, if anyone's listening to the podcast that isn't already a member of our Facebook group, uh, it's obviously that that's completely free to join. It's got a community of over a couple of hundred people now. Just search Trampled Bet Podcast on Facebook and send us a join request and you can get involved in that. There's all sorts of great bets put up by, by all the members um, across a myriad of different sports, as, as well as us. Uh, reminding you of what the what the picks are. The main things on Patreon, though, which is uh, a five a month, really helps us out. Patreon.com forward slash trample bet. 
where you get access to this podcast straight away. So you'll get the video file. You'll get to see my dog coming in and interrupting <laughs> us. If you're in podcast only, you'll only have heard him. Uh, but you get to see him on that. And you also get the cheat sheet, which is all our picks from this show written down um, and, and available for you to look at. So you don't need to sit with a notebook or try and remember what we've said. Okay, look, that was the podcast. Have a good weekend. Happy hunting. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.